Do you feel like you're doing everything correctly, but you still can't shift that unwanted weight? Well, today I'm going to go through the top 10 reasons why people struggle to lose weight and give you solutions to those problems. So let's get started with the show. You're all welcome to today's show. Like I said in the intro, I'm going to be taking a deeper dive into the top 10 reasons that I find that people struggle to lose weight. And with a lot of social media and TV and advertising, you wouldn't be surprised as to why and a lot of the reasons why people struggle to lose weight. Like we have constant bombardment of how easy it is to just lose that weight if we take this pill or we buy this piece of exercise equipment or we follow this diet or whatever it might be that we just think we're sold this idea that it's just completely going to melt away just like magic and again like the, the fitness industry itself is literally worth billions and billions and billions of euro especially the weight loss area and it's for that reason that these marketers try and target these people and, and prey on them a little bit but there is other reasons and there is other ways that we can go about things to make sure that it suits us and to make it a little bit more effective and i find that often the solution to a person's problem is something very very small something that they might be overlooking, a mistake, a miscalculation, or they're simply not putting in as much work as they might seem or feel. So the first thing that I'm going to touch on today is attitude. And I have put this to the top of my pile because people's attitude, sometimes on their approach, can be completely head over heels when it comes to um, how they tackle the subject of weight loss and the way they approach it. Some people won't set goals. They just go in and they'll draw a line under something for whatever reason and say, listen, I'm going to start on Monday and go in with no kind of plan or action. So the motivation and the attitude might be there at the start, but it takes time to lose weight and you need to motivate yourself throughout the whole journey. And we need to find and attach something to that motivation um and we need to find you know is there one way is to find more reasons basically to be healthy and you're gonna have to remind yourself of all the benefits of exercise at times so it could be included would be say increased energy you know better moods um better sleep would be another one just to to throw a few into the mix and it, your attitude those are the things that are going to have to come possibly before weight loss uh, again it's a great goal to have but finding something to motivate you as well to keep you going until eventually we achieve that that weight loss is critical and i find a lot of people will fall off the wagon because of their attitude and not, not having that consistency to to stick to it another thing that i, I often suggest to people and it's part and parcel if you're work, working with me in a one-to-one -one situation would be if you're doing this on your own would be to keep a an exercise journal and write down you know the positives of each one of your workouts like what did you achieve today maybe it was a a new pb maybe you've covered a higher distance say you've gone from ten thousand to twelve thousand steps or 5k to 6k or whatever it might be and keep track of that particularly refer back to these situations like another great one that i use as well is a person's rest and heart rate go back to what your rest and heart rate was when you started if you're using 
the likes of a Fitbit or an Apple Watch and look back after three, four weeks and see has your heart rate decreased. Obviously, then you, your, your cardiovascular system is getting stronger. Your heart is getting stronger. It doesn't have to work as hard to pump the blood around your body. So those are that is success. You know, it mightn't be reflective on the scales just yet. But that is success. You're getting healthier. You're getting stronger. You're getting fitter. And it's very, very important to not go down this rabbit hole of the scales not not moving. And what you think about yourself and exercise, it's going to be the key to keeping you motivated. And no one wants to do something to see as, you know, making them miserable or it's not working. So you Think of how you can turn it around and look at exercise in a different framework. And that's something that I do with clients on a regular on a regular basis to try and frame exercise as something that's very, very doable, very achievable, and to highlight in particular the benefits. So that helps to change their attitude towards exercise. Which leads me nicely into my second topic that I want to address is your workouts. And yes, of course, you can lose weight on just diet alone, but eventually you're going to hit a plateau. And if you don't work out or train consistently enough, it's going to be even harder to lose weight. And again, everybody's at different starting points, so it's very, very hard to put a framework around this for anyone that's listening so everyone has a completely different start starting point from billy to jack so when i'm talking about this just keep an open mind and we put a certain framework around a general john doe here just for the sake of talking and giving people a little bit more information around the workouts now i'm talking you don't need to spend hours in a gym you don't even need to go to a gym it might be your starting point might be just getting up getting moving getting out referred to 10,000 steps. It's just a great target to hit. There's no science behind 10,000 steps, but it's just simply a target for like, say your Fitbit or your Garmin or your Apple watch to get you up and get you active and to get you moving. That could be simply your starting point. Okay. As a form of working out, if you don't like to walk, it might be you're investing in a bike, you go for cycles, whatever it might be, that could be your starting point. But what we need to do is we need to create a framework and create a schedule around your exercise, whatever it might look like. It might be for some, it might be getting to the gym twice a week or getting to a dance class or to a boot camp, whatever it might be. We need to put some framework around that and some structure. It might be boot camp on a Monday, walking the dog on a Tuesday, going for a run on a Wednesday. Um, just these little things, but we need to put some structure around what you're doing. And it's not about killing yourself with any of these workouts. It's about finding something that you like and you enjoy and that you're going to continue to do and you're excited about going to it. Because particularly I find with a lot of classes, people tend to have, it's more of a, a social interaction with a person where they might see them from one end of the week to the next. So it's a catch up. They can be very, very good and very motivating to get there because you're, you're excited, not about really about the workout, to an extent, but to go and see that person to talk and to catch up and have that social interaction and getting some time to yourself for an hour to catch up with other people. Um, one thing as well, like people will say, oh, like particular exercise, I'm going to throw burpees in here as well. It doesn't mean that you have to go out there and do 50 burpees or you have to go do sprints or you have to go do 
um, go out for a run, you're going to have to get rid of the activities that you know you don't want within your program that you're not going to enjoy because at the end of the day you're just not simply going to want to do it if it's something you don't like so build in activities and build in exercises that you want within your workouts and speaking to your pt wherever you might work with they're more than happy to do that for you Um, it doesn't have to be all about burpees or squat jumps or sprints whatever it might be there is an easier form of getting to that goal it might take a little bit longer in some aspects but ultimately you have to enjoy what you're doing and you're going to have to be willing to be more active on a regular basis, not just for a week or willy nilly. Like when you feel like it, I'm going to do it this week, take a week off. I'm going to, you have to put some, some structure around your workouts because ultimately for permanent weight loss, you're going to need to pay attention to what you eat and to make good choices more often than not maybe a structured diet eventually ends but you know healthy eating it, it never stops so in other words there will be a time when you're done eating healthy at least not if you want lasting weight loss and that would be my key takeaway when we talk about diet the next thing we need to look at is your lifestyle so if you want a healthy life obviously you're going to have to be willing to change how you live and again, that doesn't mean that everything you know has to happen overnight. Simply means being open to new ways of doing things. And this is often a huge, huge stumbling block for a lot of people as well. Just this is the way I've always done it. It's easy. It's simple. I'm in routine. And change is difficult for a lot of people. Like we don't like change. If anything, the pandemic has told us forcible change. It's now even harder than ever for some people to change because they've dug their heels in, particularly after the last two years and, and certain things that have happened. But some of the things that you're going to have to change and be willing to change and being open, I suppose, is, is the biggest thing. You know, you, you, particularly if you're investing in working with someone on a one-to-one basis and you're paying them, whatever it might be, that you need to help them and help you help yourself. It's, it's one of the stumbling blocks that I often encounter working with clients. They're just not willing to be open to change. They've invited you in to help them, but there's a limit on what they're willing to do. So you need to have an open mind is the first thing. The second thing is breaking unhealthy daily routines. And this is something I work with clients and break down in our conversations and in our check-ins that we need to sit down and look at what is an unhealthy daily routine and how we can change it. So you may need to, depending on people's circumstances, again, everyone's completely different I mean you might need to get up earlier in the morning you need to get your you know to get your lunch ready or to squeeze in that workout your evenings are jam-packed every evening so where can we find time in your calendar to work or I can't work evenings I work late I commute I'm not home till seven or eight um the kids then have football or there's training like I understand all these things we need to make time for yourself and if you want to achieve that goal and you want to work out and you want to be healthier, where are we going to fit it in? And the sacrifice is having to maybe get up that little bit earlier and get in a 30 minute um, home workout or get to the gym or maybe you're getting up earlier to hit a gym on the way to work. Or it could be something simple like of going for a walk on your lunch break, or even an hour long break, whatever it might be, 20 minutes Maybe you're eating and then the, you spend the next 40 going for a, a nice walk. So we need to break those unhealthy 
routines and they're like little small tidbits on what what the what i encounter working with people on one to one to one basis the next thing would be watching how you spend your free time so you might need to set up some rules for yourself particularly with um phones now and tv and how long you spend at the computer if i was to ask everyone right now probably listening to this on your phone or whatever it might be to go in and see how much time you have spent on your phone over the last week look at that this is something i do as well with clients how much time have you spent on your phone on social media what is the thing that's is it productivity very very little of the time is productivity a lot of it's dedicated to social media Look at that time. Let's work on getting that down. Can we? It's usually four to five hours per day. On uh, some occasions, where people are spending that much time online, particularly over the weekend, could we take half an hour of that time to work out? Can we take twenty minutes every day to work out? Twenty minutes for a walk. So be careful how you spend your free time and trying to strike that balance. Of course, some people might use it for work, whatever it might be, but. Striking that balance and how you spend your free time. That's something, again, that I work with with clients. The last thing, okay, and this usually happens. So we this whole policy of starting on a Monday type scenario. Getting the junk out of the house is a key start. Like we're all adults, majority of us. Who does the shopping in the household? We do. If we don't buy it, it's not there. If it's there, we need to get rid of it. If the temptation is going to be there, ultimately, we're probably going to have it. Okay, so it's something that's sitting in the press. We're just going to reach for it in times of weakness for comfort. And if it's not there, if you don't buy it, we won't have it. But usually when we start these journeys, a lot of people will say, okay, I'm going to start Monday. Can we set Monday as a start date? And what they ultimately will do is just eat everything that's there. It's not a good start. It sets you up for a huge crash come maybe day four day five when you've eaten a hell of a lot of calories and a lot of junk food in preparation for maybe a more calorie controlled diet so having something unhealthy in front of you in your face is only going to make things harder so clear out that junk give it away bring it into work give it to colleagues just get rid of it from lifestyle we go into your environment and sometimes you can't control the things that are around you. So like, so if, you know, you're at work, you may be surrounded by temptations, depending on where you work, like you might have an open canteen, you have vending machines, you have that coworker that likes to bake and bring in stuff or, you know, the person that facilitates it where they'll buy a special offer and try pawn the rest onto you so they don't eat it. We all have that. We've all been in those situations. So your environment is very, very important as well. And sometimes we just can't control particularly with the the work environment and it's just something that you know we're going to have to look to deal with and it's just one of those situations that you're going to have to build up certain things to to manage the situation but you know we can deal with things at home as well so you're going to have to surround yourself with things and people that are going to support you in your efforts particularly to get healthy, all right? I'm not just assigning it just to weight loss. We talk about getting healthy, an overall better feeling of health and wellness, whether it be physical or whether it be mental, okay? So it's important to surround yourself with those people that share that aspect and respect what you're trying to do. Um, 
likes of you know if you're invested in stuff we talked about earlier getting up earlier in the morning and you might not have that time that you're going to do home workouts so that might mean spending some you know some money and some time investing in maybe a home gym or some equipment whether it's dumbbells or kettlebells or whatever it might be for at home and setting up in the shed at home or the spare room or the kitchen or out the back wherever it might be just to get yourself set up and making it easier and getting the ball rolling, getting your environment set up, making it a nice welcome place to come to where you're going to enjoy. Okay, if you're out of the house and you're coming home to work in that environment or you're getting up, it's nice to just step out into your back garden or into a spare room where you feel comfortable, getting that workout done and having it in so much of a, a happy place to get yourself started where you're not getting up and you're trudging to a gym and you mightn't like the gym and it's cold and it's whatever it might be your environment where you set up particularly to work if it's a happy place a happy environment in your home it's going to make you it's going to sorry it's going to encourage you to make healthier choices it's going to remind you of them you're going to be happy you're going to get it done and you know just sometimes going from where you're doing your workout and walking into your kitchen and seeing the food that you've laid out for yourself like seeing like say a bowl of fresh fruit is going to remind you that you're you know you're in a good space and what keep you keep reminding you of what you're trying to accomplish and that's something some feedback that i've taken from clients when they've decided that they're going to just do the workouts at home so your environment is very very important and how you set that up and you can certainly control things at home other situations we can't control them outside of the home but if we can get things right at home it's a huge huge start so going from your environment leads me into something, again, that's kind of tied in with your environment, particularly if it's at home. And again, every situation is, is different, but that's your support systems, your network. You know, when you're trying to get healthy, it's not something that you might want to do on your own. So it can be a big help to have a support network or system, particularly if you're trying to lose weight and getting that support from friends and family who understand exactly what you're doing. And, you know, maybe they're willing to participate in it with you as well. It can be kind of like a battle buddy keep you going keep you motivated or they're just facilitating and helping you through like they're not going to drop in with cakes and biscuits and whatever it is knowing full well what you're trying to do so it's obviously it's important to talk and to bring someone into it if you have a partner that's in the house and this is where things get a little bit more complicated um where they want to say continue eating the foods that they're they're already eating within the house and that you're trying to change that's something you know, we're going to have to plan to deal with. They might want to jump on the bandwagon. They want to continue there, happy enough doing their own thing. But there are certain foods that might tempt you as well. And that's something that you're going to have to plan to deal with so you can, you know, it's not going to impede you. It's going to stop you from reaching your goals and ultimately as well that you're going to have to deal with this other person and you're going to have to keep your relationship together and it's not going to be hanging on by a thread just because there's um, a packet of biscuits in the press as well or you're particularly hangry on a certain day so you're gonna have to surround yourself with people who support what you're doing and ultimately avoid the people that don't and that's some advice that it's sometimes it's tough to take and sometimes it's tough to swallow but there is some people that just don't want to see you succeed um and you're possibly going to have to cut them out for that period of time within your life and have a review then possibly after it so some things that you could do with your support systems 
is maybe joining a particular weight loss group, maybe asking friends, relatives, um, maybe even co-workers to join in. If it's something that you want to keep, keep them from your family, it might be friends or people with work, tell them what you're doing, see if they want to jump in, make it a lot easier. You can share ideas and, you know, there's days and you might feel like getting out of your workout. That person's going to motivate you to you know, get you out there, get you going. It's the same with food and maybe sharing recipes or ideas or, you know, it's great to have that person there as a crutch and sometimes to help motivate you, but for you to have a purpose as well and motivate them. So it's your support systems are a key part to your health journey also. So with that, another aspect that sets people up for failure is your goal setting. And when I speak to people and talk about what they've tried in the past and what's worked and what hasn't worked to get an overall picture of where a person's coming from, most people set these huge, impossible goals that just, you know, guarantees them nothing but failure. And they wonder why then, you know, oh, I've tried it. I've tried this diet. I've tried that diet. I've tried this class. I've tried this type of exercise. I've tried hit. I've tried cardio. I've tried walking. I've tried running. And their goals simply are not aligning with a lot of the things we talked about with their attitude, their, their diet, their lifestyle, their environment. All these things can be completely wrong. And they've set a ridiculous goal and it can be fed sometimes again by these weight loss shows and stuff on tv in particular or see people lose you know seven to twelve pounds in the space of a week and people do quick maths and say okay right in five weeks if i lose 12 pounds i'm gonna lose 60 pounds just like that in five weeks and it's just you know it's totally unrealistic and people don't realize then for a couple of different reasons these shows aren't very very open that it's weight loss and it's not necessarily fat loss. There's a mixture there of maybe muscle and water and maybe some of it is fat. But again, this is where this is what forms people's goals just through watching the likes of these these TV shows. And, you know, it's just going to set people up for failure. And the big thing is, you know, you have to ground people. The key is to set reasonable goals. And what is reasonable is different again for each person. That's why weight loss and health in general is so person specific. It can be dependent on a lot of different things like your genetics plays a big role. Um, Eating habits, exercise, metabolism, you know, the list goes on and on and on. So what works for one might not work for another person. Okay, so that's why often when you get friends in particular working together, oh, this worked for Mary, but it didn't work for me. Why? That's just, you know, some of the reasons why it doesn't work. Um, one thing would be you're better off to set a, a long-term goal. So like say, I'm going to lose X amount. Okay, so I'm going to lose 20 pounds. Or say I'm going to compete in the women's mini marathon next year. You've given yourself a long-term goal that's six months away, it's nine months away, whatever it might be. Then you shift the focus to daily and weekly goals. And that's where people really fall down. They just ultimately work on the end picture. They just look at, okay, I need to lose 20 pounds. I need to get fit to run this race. Um, and they don't look at the daily or the weekly goals or even set them up for themselves. So your weekly goal, say, might be to do three cardio workouts 
minimum for that week. So we're talking about ultimately building, say, for that race. Pick things that you know that you'll achieve. So you're you're going to set yourself up for a better chance, 99% chance of success. And it can be as small as you like and as long as it's reasonable and it's reachable. They're the things that we work with on a client on a one-to-one basis. Ultimately, I will help influence what their goals might be, but there has to be a buy-in with that person as well. So they have to be like agreed. It has to be agreeable on both sides, both from my side and the client's side on what their small goals might be, their daily and their weekly ones. And they have to be achievable. Like it's not something they're just within reach every single time, not setting yourself up for failure. So manage your goals, guys. That's critical can't stress that enough because if you set ones that are too big and too unrealistic you're ultimately just setting yourself up for complete failure from your goals then that moves me into the realm of inflexibility a lot of people are inflexible they hear a lot about lifestyle changes but it's ultimately the daily choices that really test you and test people so what happens if you have to something happens in work for example you have to work late and you can't get to the gym or like all of us, particularly here in Ireland, we're stuck on the M50, you get stuck in traffic, you miss the class, you just can't get there in time. You know, any number of things can happen um, in any given day just to completely throw you off track. So the trick is we need to be flexible. We need to have a plan B. We need to have a backup. You know, when the shit hits the fan, what are we going to do? Most people then will just trudge in home Fee up on the couch, what a shit day, that's totally fucked my whole week just because I missed one workout, I didn't get to the gym or I didn't get to a class. You know, it might be simple little steps you can take. You're going to have to be prepared. You're going to have to have that plan B. You're going to have that ace in the back pocket, what we're going to do. And it's something I, I can't stress enough when I work with clients. We're just going to have to have that plan B. And we always work with, within the program. We have a plan B. Could I work out if... You know, things come to pass where you just can't get to it for whatever amount of reason. It could be simple little things like having your workout gear ready for when you get home. Or if you had it when you were going to work, you have it prepared, you bring it in, get it straight on, get out, get out for a walk, bring the dog for a walk. Um, maybe you have a home workout, you have a small piece of equipment, you have no equipment. So you're doing maybe a body weight, a hit session. Uh, having your food prepared we talked about earlier keeping some food handy so it's ready to go it's prepared it's in the fridge or if you're working late that you possibly have some snacks with you you have prepared simple little things like that doesn't make you go you know racing for the vending machine what can i get to keep me going or you're stuck in traffic something to keep you going so you're not gonna you know, pull off into a petrol station there and the stress levels are up so it's going to encourage you eating something you know, people just look for the smallest little excuse to throw themselves off track another self-sabotage just down to inflexibility um so again like there is situations we can't avoid and you're going to have to give yourself permission to do what you can when you can even if it's only 15 minutes because you know you maybe you're running to drop the kids to training or you're only getting in the door whatever it might be sometimes 
you know, the smallest little amount, 15 minutes, 10 minutes, just to de-stress it, clear the head, it's always better than doing nothing. All right, we need to get that into our mindset as well. Be flexible, be open, have a plan B, set yourself up, okay? Okay, so finally, we get to the bottom of our list, and it's a big one as well. It's your unwillingness to fail. So you will not be perfect every day. Can't stress that enough. On the good days, you'll eat all your fruits and your veg, and you'll say no to that slice of pizza. You'll even do your workout when you are completely bollocksed, okay? And on the bad days, you'll wake up late, you'll forget to bring your lunch, you'll forget to bring your gym gear, whatever it might be. You're going to have that. It's somebody's birthday in work. You're going to have that extra piece of cake. And on the way home, you're going to decide, you know what, fuck it. I'm just going to skip the workout for today. I've already had the cake. I'm already up late. It's been a shit day. I'm going to get home. The bad days will happen. And that's part and parcel of just being absolutely 100% human. The happen is all. The trick is to never give up, even when you mess up. All right. It happens to all of us. It happened to me this week. It happened to me twice last week. Okay. Work on overcoming your fear of failure. And just remember that, you know, just because it's happened, you've made some mistakes. You're simply a person just trying to do your best and make the best decisions possible for you. So don't be afraid to fail, guys. That's an, a huge aspect to it. You don't have to be a perfectionist. It's going to be frustrating. Of course it will. Forgive yourself. Get over it. Get over the fear of failure. And remember that just because those things happen, it's not going to affect you in the long run. Okay, so you have to be willing to fail. And possibly through failure, we might learn a lot about different ways to work. This didn't work. I failed at this because of this. Okay, perfect. Now we've learned that. We're going to learn from our mistakes. It's not going to happen again. Of course, there's going to be a completely new batch of new ones along the journey. But we learn, we move on, we learn, we move on, we learn, we move on. And that's how it should be done. It's not going to be linear. It's not going to be. It's going to be more so of a roller coaster ride. But you have to be able to forgive yourself, forget, move on, learn from it, and we build from there. That's the best approach. So I think I've really hit on a lot of the pain points for the majority of people when it comes to trying to lose weight. And if you haven't noticed or seen already on Instagram or Facebook or my TikTok, I provide a free guide there to everyone for the five reasons why people don't lose weight and I give solutions on it. So if you're into the visuals and you need a little bit more help, don't be afraid to reach out on social media or contact me directly. I'm more than happy to help people with their problems or even if it's just to give you advice and point you in the right direction, I'll certainly point you in the direction or put you on to someone that can help you for any one of these situations. So I hope this helped you tremendously. It's been great expressing it and sharing my experience over the last number of years on what has been the most common issues I see with people on a daily basis when it comes to difficulties in losing weight. And like I said, I'm always here. Happy to help, guys. Don't be afraid to reach out on social media. And I'll see you all again very soon.